But what did the people do? Instead of being thankful, they complained. Instead of being grateful, they grumbled. Instead of, a showing, of showing appreciation, they talked about how things had been, how they had been better when they were in captivity, when they were in slavery, when they were in Egypt. Their God and your God is indeed a God who is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, but even this God can have enough. And he did. He had his fill of it. And what he did is pretty obvious. He got angry and he swore. They, those people, they will never enter my rest. And they didn't. God scattered their bodies all across that dry and arid, that barren and desolate wilderness desert. Among other things, that means there still is a rest for the people of God. And that's what's being offered to you, God's rest. Now, the author to the letter of the Hebrews calls it a Sabbath rest. It's not just any kind of rest. It is God's rest after he had completed his work of creation. And that's really quite a rest. I spent a good deal of this week with the specific ministry pastor candidates here discussing the Lutheran confessions and Lutheran confessionalism. Among other things, we have talked about the doctrine of justification. Now, one of the implications of the doctrine of justification is the realization that God is not easily impressed. God is not impressed by your works, your efforts, your good intentions, your thoughts. Justification is by his grace alone. The scriptures moreover, do show us in many and various ways that God is not easily impressed. But one thing that definitely made a positive impression on God was all that he created. On the first day, he said, let there be light, and there was light, and it was good. There was the dry land, and the seas, and it was good. There was everything that creepeth upon the earth, and it was good. And when God had finished all his work of creation, this God, who was not easily impressed, looked on it all and said, I gotta admit, this is really good. And not only from that work of creation, but in that creation, God took his rest. That is the rest promised to you. 
This is the rest that we confess that we are looking for when we say, I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Somewhere where God himself is taking a rest. In there where God is taking a rest. There where God is delighted. There where God says it is very good. That is the rest that God promises to you. There remains a promise of rest for the people of God, for you. Hear that. Believe that. Hold on to it. There are good reasons in this life why people give it up. There's the business of the rat race and the boredom of the routine. There's life that beats you up and grinds you down. There is trouble, there is confusion, there is conflict, there is debt, there is violence, there is sickness, there is decrepitude, and there is death. And this is what we live in and what we live through. And the promise of rest is something that might be given up or something that simply fades away. So I am here today doing what the author of the Hebrews did for his people to tell you that promise is for you. To tell you, hear it, believe it, hold on to it. Do not be like those Israelites who were not thankful, who were not grateful, who did not appreciate. Do not be like those Israelites who did not believe and who did not obey. No. Hear the promise, believe it, hold on to it. Because the God who was faithful to Israel and heard them in their distress, the God who was faithful to his son Jesus Christ and raised him from the dead, he will be faithful to you and his promises. And in the end, you will be with God and enjoy his Sabbath rest. And until that day, may the peace of God keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.